0: Did you ever stop and think why I spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest. I don't know a single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. Let me be real here. When I see you, my heart starts racing. But I don't know if I like this. my hands are shaking all of the time when you're around me. But this time, this time, girl, I know what's me. I need somebody to love oh nah, nah, nah,
1: nah. Hey, today is February 26 thousand and twenty-one. Friday of the first week of Lent, and you are tuned into Deacons. Discussions and drinks
0: I could say to Convince you to hang around when you don't have to There's so much that I'll still keep it to myself cuz you don't listen babe But still you got me missing you When I see you my heart starts racing but I don't know if I like this chasing and playing Shame my hands start shaking all of the time when you're around me. But this time, this time, girl, I know what's bothering me. I need somebody to love. oh Nah, 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 nah. Don't you see what's wrong with me?
1: I need somebody to love. Oh. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Cardome studio in our... 30th show. How about that? I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Deacon Dallas Kelly. I'm
2: fuddling Wynn.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Hey, it's Lent. It is Lent. It's Lent. It is Lent. You know what Lent means, don't you? 40 days. No, fish fries. It? <laughs> <laughs> it means fish fries. So if you happen to be close to Cardone tonight, you might have seen a lot of cars a whole lot of cars attended the Knights of Columbus first fish fry in over a year because of uh, last year they were we had one last year cuz of covid and it was very successful probably too successful tonight was very successful yeah it was uh crazy the numbers are 287 meals and 164 orders all processed in Two hours through a drive-through that didn't exist. There you go. <laughs> Earlier today, <laughs> so we built <laughs> uh, the knights uh, came together, built uh, built their own software system and cooking system and order taking, and came up with a new system. And we're in the drive-through business. We're no Chick Fil A, but they did pretty good out there. Pretty good. How was the fish? It's pretty good.
3: Fantastic.
1: It was good. good. If you didn't get any, we're going to have plenty next week. They're going to double up on the orders next week. Maybe not double up, but they're gonna they're gonna make sure they've got enough fish next week, and we're gonna advertise. So the only people they really came tonight were parishioners or word of mouth. So, but
2: well, the meal was simple, right? Just very, very simple, basic.
1: Yeah, you get uh, basically there's four choices: large fish dinner, small fish dinner, large shrimp dinner, small shrimp dinner. That's it. Very simple. So if you you came and you were in line and you had to wait a little bit longer, we apologize for that, but. Uh, It was new, and it was fun, and it was uh, good to see uh, my brother Knights out there, you know, doing what we do best, and that's serving the community and making money to support the the charities and the missions that we support. So we thank everybody for their patronage, and and, uh, we're going to be at it for the next five – I have that right? Five? Five more? Five more weeks. Five more weeks. So come on out. Hey, just a couple of housekeeping issues real quick here. No call in line. We did have music. I changed my mind. We weren't going to have music, but we had music. Uh, just trying to save you a few dollars here and there. So no call in line. But you can post your questions on this Facebook post. So if you have a question, click on the comment. Make sure if you have a question in capital letters, write question, and then write your question. And we'll get to it tonight because uh, we're talking about Lent tonight. So it should be – I know a lot of people have questions about Lent a little bit more than sometimes we can uh, just think of, just more than fish fries, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, moving forward, just so you can schedule it, we had, uh, we've had we got uh, – life's getting back to normal a little bit, so we're scheduling these every other week. That's what we decided to do. Every other week. Every other week. So not every week, but every other week. And, you know, if you've got some – and I'll say this again at the end. If you've got uh, some folks you'd like to hear from, please let us know, and we'll talk about it. So – I got current events down. Anybody got any current events?
3: Uh, I I brought one that I was going to bring up. You got any? You want to go first? You go first. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Dallas. It's kind of long because I wanted to read from the United States Bishops. It has to do with the uh, the Equality Act that has passed the House and now goes to the Senate. Do you know about the Equality Act? I read a little bit about it today. Did you read any about it today? Nope. I heard it on Relevant uh, Radio today. Okay, this is a lot, this is, I'm going to read, and I'm not going to read every word, but it's quite a bit. Thank God. So that. <laughs> <laughs> no, person, well, that's two pages, No, man. but it's still pretty long, and it, it needs to be, I think people need to know about it, okay? This is this is a response from the U.S. bishops. The U.S. bishops on their website. You can go to USCCB and read the whole thing. But uh, it passed the uh, House of Representatives and now goes to the Senate for a vote. And it says – yeah, lean back and uh, (laughs) – I'm getting hot. I'm taking the sweatshirt off. Okay. Okay. The Equality Act purports to protect people experiencing same-sex attraction or gender discordance from discrimination. But instead, the bill represents the imposition by Congress of novel and divisive viewpoints regarding gender on individuals and organizations. This includes dismissing sexual differences and falsely presenting gender as only a social construct. It is one thing to be understanding of a human weakness in the complexities of life, and another to accept ideologies that attempt to sunder what are inseparable aspects of reality. Tragically, this act can also be constructed to include an abortion mandate, a violation of precious rights and conscience. Rather than affirm human dignity in ways that meaningfully exceed existing practical protections, the Equality Act would discriminate against people of faith. It would also inflict numerous legal and social harms on Americans of their faith. If passed, the legislation would, and here's the problems the bishops have with the passing of this bill. It would punish faith-based charities such as shelters and foster care agencies, and in turn, their thousands of beneficiaries, simply because of their beliefs on marriage and sexuality. It would force both people and organizations in many everyday life and work settings to speak or act in support of gender trans- transitions, including the healthcare worker and licensed counselors, even when it's against their professional judgment. It would risk mandated taxpayers to pay for abortions and help care workers with conscience objections to inform them anyway, ultimately ending more human lives. It would force girls and women to compete against boys and men for limited opportunities in school sports and to share locker rooms and shower spaces with biological males who claim to identify as women. It would expand the government's definition of public places into numerous settings, even forcing religiously operated spaces, such as some church halls and equivalent facilities owned by synagogues and mosques, to either host functions that violate their beliefs or close their doors to their broader communities altogether." it exclude people from their careers and livelihoods that they love, just for retaining the truth of their beliefs on marriage and sexuality. And lastly, it would discriminate against individuals and in religious organizations based on their different beliefs by partially repelling the Bipartisan Religious Freedom Restoration Act, an unprecedented departure from the law of one of America's founding principles. So those are all the things that it would affect.
1: Which not, is a lot. <laughs> it is, but it's also not a new attack either, right? I mean, that's kind of happened with uh, with adoptions for Catholic agencies, too. They've been under attack for a long time anyway. Um, marriage is under attack, obviously. Complicated times. Does it have the votes to pass the Senate? Uh, it,
3: I think I think this doesn't have to be 50-50. It's got to be 60 or two-thirds, maybe. Two. Two-thirds. And I haven't heard anybody comment on whether it's got the votes or not. Crazy man. That's my current event.
1: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> was the other one the fish fry? Well, my current event was the fish fry, but you know, hey. <laughs> what about you? You got any current events? I have too many current events.
3: <laughs> we we are expecting maybe hard rain on Sunday morning, so bring your umbrellas.
1: Watch the Hopefully face-
3: the code and ice is over.
1: Watch the Facebook page for any for any updates related to that. Right, right. Always always watch the Facebook page. But and state, everybody. Sh- th- it's kind of a call to us. You know what Dallas was talking about is a really a call that sometimes we th- we think that legislation doesn't really impact us uh, just because we can't relate to it. But you know, in this case, it it really is. Has, can have an impact on our faith and the the morals of, of the country
3: and you got to watch how things are worded if it doesn't have a clause it's probably going to affect you know especially peaches of religious faith
2: it's important too turn to the leaders the bishop understand the language of those those, those lobbying information that put out there it, it's it's kind of
1: mask but really inside the content of what they propose. Yeah, I mean, it, it does show the importance, too, of the lobbying group, So you, you which is USCCB is a, is a lobbying group. Uh, obviously, in, in Kentucky, we have our own. It's the uh, Catholic Conference of Kentucky, uh, sponsored by all the bishops. And uh, Mr. Jason Hall, who is the executive director, before COVID hit, we were going to have him on the show, and we're in the legislature, legislative session right now, so when that's over, we're going to reach back out to him and see if he'll come on the show and just talk about some of the things that are going on in Kentucky. Obviously that's a federal uh proposed law. So what what's going on in Kentucky and what Kentuckians can do to to help make sure that our faith is not under attack in Kentucky. So someone wants to know where is your KCSA cap. Oh well, that's an inside joke.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's the Kentucky Crush Stone Association.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking K Knights and what's that other stuff they're in for? I Knights mean, of Columbus something. Yeah. Uh, no, no.
1: K C <laughs> that's close. Knights of Knights of Columbus Society, something, something, something. <laughs> no, no. Kentucky Crush Stone Association. So which is a lobbying group too, which is interesting, right? Every every group of companies or whatever you're affiliated with has a, a group that looks at laws and see how they affect your organization or your business, or if you're Catholic, your faith. So those are important groups, and should you should know which lobbying groups you should be uh, in tune with so that as an individual, it's hard for you to lobby for your individual rights and those groups, take groups of people, obviously, and uh, lobby at, on behalf of them. So thanks, Phil, for that comment. I see that there, so... <laughs> Let's see. Let's. We're gonna talk about Lent. Unless anybody got any more questions, you got any more questions yet? Nope. Nope. We're good. All right. Noise gate seems off a little bit. you know that? Yeah. I mean, you'll start talking, but I don't hear it for a second or so. Yeah. So, hopefully, that's not coming through online. But, uh, well, I can maybe turn that off if somebody can talk for a minute. But uh, let's talk about Lent, shall we? So far, so good. So far. I love Lent. Do y'all like Lent? I love Lent.
2: Did you know this even the, uh, the Mardi the I did not hear anything from You're anybody. right, I didn't
3: even think about it till you just mentioned it right no, now.
2: Except me, I make a video, drank the last beer, I film it and sent it to my family. <laughs> and even them down there because they faced the ice storm down there, nobody talk about Mardi Gras. So Lent kinda of slipped under the radar and came in. And then we have that ice. It
1: was wonderful. I didn't hear anything about Lent either. I just turned the noise gate off so over there to take care of that. Yeah, Mardi Gras. I'm was, assuming they did still we had it one.
3: I haven't heard. I haven't mm-hmm. seen nothing mm-hmm. on the news or anything. Nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Steve did that Mardi Gras? We had our Mardi Gras. We went out on Fat Tuesday. Like, we did. But they
2: canceled the Mardi Gras.
1: Just they canceled it. The oh, okay. It,
2: yeah.
1: COVID sucks, man. <clears throat> but Lent, what's what's you know, when I think about Lent Obviously that kicks off Lent or is right before the beginning of Lent. But, you know, and I said fish fries at the beginning just because I was plugging the, the Knights of Columbus. But when you think, when somebody says Lent, Lent to you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Fasting. Fasting. <laughs> Fasting?
2: Yeah, fish fry. Believe me. Yeah. People know fish fry is Lent.
3: <laughs> and Lent's, it's incredible. I mean, we've talked about this before. You know, you've got holy damn obligations that people won't go to. And I'm. This ain't about getting on them, okay? But when it, except for this year because of the COVID, when it comes for Ash Wednesday, which is not a holy day, it is packed. You know.
0: Oh, we want People
3: no ashes. want their ashes, and when that's that, and that's a good thing too. You know. And then you got other ones that don't go to every mass every week, but they'll obey those Lenten. You know, you had the it, rules. You know.
2: In in church ministry, we have to begin to think about that. You know, palm and ashes. People will come for that. As long as they receive something, right? Something. So we have to think about consider maybe a, a beer after mass. You know, something like that. I think I'm. One of but we did up. already
3: get rules on the palms already, too, didn't we? I
4: know.
1: <laughs> we'll get into that later. This is Lent, <laughs> but uh, uh, I had somebody ask me downstairs today if they could still get ash- ashes. Yes. I said no. <laughs> what? <laughs> so- Sorry. So the answer is yes
2: But Tom Tom gave bought a lot of ashes For us
3: Yes we have like three pounds left over So, so we, we're going to have a lot of ashes
2: If anyone Want to bathe in it We will give to you
1: So should we bring it to church on Sunday we'll Bring it yeah.
2: to church on Sunday If those who want the ashes we will give to them
1: You hear, you hearing an echo over there Steve No. Were you hearing an echo Now is it better Okay, good. Someone playing it in the background. Interesting. I think I know what that could be. Is that better? Did anything go away? We'll see. Anyway, we're we're you know, this is what happens. Every time we kinda of take a break and then we come back, you know, things get messed up. You can plug
3: the exact same things in the exact same hose and things go wrong. I don't I don't understand that. <laughs>
1: But that's why we have you and Steve. <laughs> we we try we try really hard. It sounds really good on my headset. Does it sound well, good on your headset? It does now, okay. but
3: it was going in and out for okay. a while.
1: All right. So hopefully we got that fixed. Um somebody was texting me. Let's see. I got another text. Hey, I do I think about giving stuff up. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Giving something up fa- fasting. It's part f- of
2: fasting is it, it become a culture we give up something uh that consider fasting?
3: Yes, I have people every year will ask me about, oh, you know, well, first of all, you get the, do I have to get up on Sunday? Which me and Tim had had, already had that question. We had somebody come up to us and ask us that. uh, um, Was we at a restaurant somewhere? I think we were. Where were, yeah. And uh, you get that and you get the, is it wrong if I do this and I give something up and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, And I try to remember, okay, it's fantastic that you give something up but that's voluntary you know you have the mandated rules the fasting and abstained but the giving something up is a voluntary act and if you fail at it don't kill yourself over it cuz it's voluntary you know so uh there's no sin if you if you uh don't back up your voluntary thing you gave up or anything like that so
1: just go back to trying to do it again you know yeah and i think that's one of the things uh I'm reading a book. One of the things I'm doing for violence, instead of giving something up, I'm actually trying to. One, I'm looking for a new spiritual director because Father Bob is not able to see us because my... of COVID. Uh, but uh, as part of that, uh, got a book recommended to me, spirituality, and that's and I'm trying to pray a little bit more. You know, just pray a little bit more, and uh, also doing the uh, book that we handed out. That we'll probably have some more Sunday on Bishop Barron's uh, Clinton Gospel Reflections. I start my day with that. So, but one of the books, one of the things in the spirituality book that I'm reading, it talked about just exactly what you just said. You know, we we like to think about a new year's resolution. But really, as as Catholics, if we screw up, we can start new every minute of every day. You know, don't kill ourselves because we didn't do what we said we were just set out to do it in Lent. Start just pick it up the next day. Start over. Like if Father Lynn wanted to have a beer tonight, it would be all right. You could just start again tomorrow,
3: <laughs> or Sunday, or because <laughs> let's argue. Come on, do you can you can you do it on Sunday? Well, Our, technically, you can. You know, technically,
2: you know, because that that is a mini Easter, right? Sunday is always the mini Easter.
1: <laughs> it's a day of celebration. I always tell everybody. Not, I've never heard it called a mini Easter, but I, I like that Easter, Yeah, so it's good.
2: You know the, the the overarching of Lent is very unique for me. Um, maybe people take that very seriously, not because they know it's, it's, it's that it's not their obligatory, but is they impose on that. It's almost they make a contract of the covenant with God somehow. Therefore, even though you know they might falter a little bit of of eating meat on Friday, they see that as. A, 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 as a failure or a sin in itself you know uh, you're very fascinating on that so be, that's why they, the ash mark the ash on Ash Wednesday is so significant because it, it's, it's the mark of atonement and it built in, in, into our system And because we do know when we do wrong right we naturally feel guilty when we do something wrong naturally
3: can you remember? Were, are you old enough to remember when you had to give up meat every Friday?
2: Oh yeah, it's still in the law.
3: Well, you not meat every Friday.
2: Mm, it's still in canon law. It's still in the canon law. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, here we go, round one. <laughs> no, I don't think. I think it's been uh, dispensed. Oh, that's the Catechism. Sorry, and, no, it dispensed, and it suggested you give something else up. But
2: uh, no, no, the law by the canonical is still in the book. But it's suspended by the local uh, right. bishop, yeah. yeah. So in United States, the practice is um, no meat on Friday during Lent.
3: Oh, during Lent, yeah, but I'm but talking about year-round.
2: Year-round, but yeah, it's not. Yeah. Okay, but in the law itself, it's prescribing that,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Y'all were saying two different things. Yes, yeah. so. but I,
3: I'm talking about, you know, when I was younger, you, had, you couldn't eat meat every Friday of the year, the whole right. year. But yeah. I'm
2: saying that is still yeah. in the law.
1: But with the dispensation.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why if you go to most Catholic uh, grade schools and for lunch on Friday, they'll have grilled cheese. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I that's mean, true. That's it. But they still do that here? Or fish. Fish or grilled fish. cheese. Yeah. But cheese.
3: this year, St. Joseph's Feast Day falls on the Solemnity falls on a Friday. A Friday. so we, Which means? No.
2: It dispense, right?
3: It's dispense. Well, say it. It's what? It dispense. From meat so you can eat meat on St. Joseph's fe f- solemnity
2: how about St. Patrick
1: no <laughs> oh, he's on Wednesday <laughs>
2: yeah last year is St. Patrick year... a solemnity uh it's not a solemnity it's yeah. a mem- mem- uh, memorial <laughs> but the 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 fact that it becomes so ingrained in the Irish catholic that many bishop you know spends that so people can celebrate
1: it so you're just looking for shortcuts you want to know if on a friday during Lent if you can eat meat i want a steak <laughs> okay
2: well my yeah. favorite is was a gal and she she cannot stand fasting on friday because she hate fish so guess what she have
1: do you remember? I mean, it just kind of really defeats the purpose. Yeah.
3: Do you remember many, many years ago where, uh, when my wife was a cafeteria manager and it was St. Joseph and she ordered meat on the pizza, yeah, you know, and everybody was going over to Father and to ask, is it okay? Dallas says it's okay and Sherry says it's okay. Is, are you sure? You know, do you remember that? You don't remember that, do you? <laughs>
1: But so what's the what's the what's the moral of that story? We have to catechize our kids a little bit more, right? And our families, and right? there, but there's many that don't know that. That's
3: because uh, it don't come around every year. It's not. It don't That's fall right. on a Friday. Every
1: uh-huh.
2: year. It is neat in that way. I, I think the season of Lent is something special about it. I, I think from the secular point of view, not necessary the religious perspective, but sometimes then is a way to draw people closer to think to a god in some ways you know um so it 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 overall there's a lot of confusion out there we all know that right
3: all i know is this morning i fried me up a big platter of bacon <laughs> and it was almost in my mouth and it, oh today's friday <laughs> It's now waiting for me in the refrigerator for tomorrow morning.
1: All oh, the life of a retired man. <laughs> As I go fishing tomorrow morning. Who's got time to fry bacon in the morning? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
3: well, I put a load of clothes on, and then I went to fry the bacon, you know.
1: There you go. Boom. History. Let's talk about the history of Lent. Talk about that a little bit.
3: Well, uh, I read a paper on – from Baylor University on this here the other day And after reading that whole paper Do you know the conclusion I came up with? They don't know Nobody's really sure <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot of things through history that you can go through I mean you got scripture, Old Testament where they're fasting And New Testament when they're fasting so, so you can take the fasting part of Lent All the way back to the apostles And even before that Which wasn't part of Lent The season of Lent yeah, it wasn't derived yet, but then you see um, some early church fathers like uh, Tertullian. Uh, some of his writings. Well, no, you had the you had something called the what was it called? Even before Tertullian, the Secret Gospel of Mark, uh, which is not canonical because it's a separate gospel. But that doesn't mean everything in it wasn't true, because they talked about some practices, and they were already fasting, abstaining from certain foods. But also, also uh, they described baptizing people during, you know, and catechism during the time before Lent. They did, I don't think they used the forty days yet, and then bringing them in in the during the Easter celebration the night before, so that's actually back, you know, when they were first writing scriptures and trying to decide which books were canonical, and then you got Tertullian, who described the same thing, bringing several people in uh, during the Easter celebration, And then, but you don't really have the, the season of Lent to the Council of Nicaea, and they prescri- I think they prescribed, and after that, a certain time and length of how long, which... It used to be a whole lot longer. The uh, yes. RCIA and the Easter Vigil, was an all, was it an all-night thing or a two-day, two 48 hours something like that? And you got people walking out after that. But it used to be really long, and you got that coming back all the way to Council of Nicaea, which I think was in 325 or something like that. And then through the time and the centuries, it developed to, to, what, to what we are seeing now today.
0: Yeah,
2: it, it in itself the unique about the Catholic Church in our know,
3: theology
2: or the ritual we call it developmental theology. It developed through time. Uh, when I study liturgy, the of course the the Easter is the anchor, you know, of everything. Right? It, it, that that is everything for us. And so, Tertullian, during his time, tried to figure out. We see people in the church. Well, it's the best time? Of course, Easter is the time to do it. That means you enter into Christ. So it, it extend out with an, an anticipation to prepare, preparation, right? So people have to go through months and and years to prepare, and you know during that time they go through penance, um, uh, fasting was it, it part of our tradition since the the desert, you know father and mother during that time So fasting was built into that So th- through the practice and then the 40 year 40 days came later right uh, after the, ca- the Council of Nicaea, that's when they begin to lurk into that 40 days, of course. And then we have biblical tie to that, of course, is associated with uh, um, uh, Noah, uh, you know, and, 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 and Jesus in the desert, the, uh, the, the Israelite. You know, there's a lot of 40 days. And fasting
1: was, was a Jewish practice as well. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. So 40 days always, uh, a lot of my scripture professors used to say, 40 days just means a long time. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
3: Because you you talking about Jewish? Because the we just had a reading here recently where they asked, you know, your apostles are not fasting, you know. So uh, we know it was a Jewish practice.
2: But the back to the forty days, very interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes we take it for granted because we have the clock. Right. People back then they don't have a clock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have an eye
2: watch. Apple I watch. watch they don't have an I, Apple watch. You know, and, and so the concept of time. It's that lengthiness okay? The, the, the other day, I was here, something quite interesting. I want to share with you guys uh, on Relevant Radio with, with a priest. He reflect on forty day associated with the forty weeks of pregnancy. You know, yeah. during that time, the baby, you know, the 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 trimester, right, fully develop. You know, understand, uh, start dreaming, huh? Uh, start feeling the the the, the 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 skin start developing so there is a a, a an aging right aging just like the uh, the, the Israelite right why did they take 40 years because they still drag with them the old habit sure they still thinking about you know even though me we all feel miserable but we're still better than the desert right now you know until we went through that pure purgation. And to, to completely see the freeze, just like a baby. It's a beautiful reflex, but this freeze was talking about. Sometimes we don't even think about it, you know. Right now, you know, back to the abortion concept, you know, we think about aborting the tri, trimaster of baby. And this baby, you know, by 40, 40 weeks, I mean, it's fully solid to become a fully human person, fully develop everything, you know, not just a heartbeat. Yeah, the food develop it's so beautiful on that. So, 40 days of Lent, right after, you know, I'm looking forward after 40 days of fasting on beer. I always look toward the first
3: buzz. It's a great buzz. <laughs>
1: it usually happens right after the Easter vigil. Right, right? after
3: the vigil. Oh, it's wonderful. It's almost. Ain't that usually when you invite us out? We go out and uh, the open. You get your first buzz.
1: <laughs> okay, so 40, how, how, how many days is Lent? 40 days. Is that how many calendar days is Lent?
2: <laughs> you see, unique, is it? it <laughs> it's is. 40,
1: is it 43, 46 calendar days? Uh, it depends on if you count Sundays, yeah. right? And then is the tritium Lent?
2: The tritium is not Lent. Net. Lent and actually officially end on Palm Sunday. And then we step into the Holy Week. Okay. And then from the Holy Week, we step into the tritium. So there is the intensity, you know.
3: Yeah, because there's a question, when can I stop my voluntary thing I give up? Is it Holy Thursday? Is it Easter Vigil? Palm Sunday? Palm Sunday is done. But a- anytime I- you want. Anytime you want,
1: yeah. Because it's voluntary. You know.
2: Is that interesting?
1: Yeah. No, you I know? mean, you know, I think, you know, like you said, some people take it much more serious than right. others, right? And, you know, I can remember the first time I heard, hey, Sundays weren't Lent, I think I'd given up ice cream or something like that. I would – on the way home from my grandmother's house, we would always – we could go two ways. And one way, if we went home this particular way, I knew we were stopping at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> and I always used to hate it Lent because I typically I'd give up ice cream and I couldn't have ice cream. But then I figured out that I could have sherbet because <laughs> sherbet wasn't ice, ice cream. <laughs> so You found a loophole. Yeah. So Sundays aren't Lent like sherbet's not ice cream.
2: <laughs> you mean I can do bourbon got I get for you?
1: If you didn't give up alcohol, you can have bourbon. Yes. <laughs> so you know, it, you know, it's it's funny these these intricate side of just a simple thing like how many days are in Lent. You know, don't you think that's kind of really kind of bled over Lent in general is kind of bled over into other other face in the secular world.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's
1: the ones
3: mostly. Closely associated with us, I mean they they practice Lent and stuff too. So
1: Advent too. I did see uh, one of the guests on our show previous, Rocco Pomo, was uh, tweeted out that who gave Joe Biden his, uh, Ash. his ashes. Yeah, it was a Jesuit. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so now, you know, it's just it's just the little things like that that I think are good for the faith. Kind of it brings. Well, you know, in a culture where we try to push faith away, Lent puts our faith, by, I think back in the front of people. Just my thoughts on it.
2: Yeah. But, it, but it's for me. I I think it's beautiful. We have to use those as an opportunity, right, to push people deeper into the mystery itself, or else it's just one of those things. It kind of. You so everybody have to ashes, so we make sure I have a bigger cross on my forehead, <laughs> just like Madonna with a big old cross. You well,
1: if you give out ashes like you did to me, <laughs> you can put a, a cross from your forehead to the back <laughs> of your head. So what do you
2: all think about that? Isn't that cool? I gave you ashes on your palm, and you do it yourself. is a sign of your own commitment to yourself instead of me imposing it on
1: you, you know. I, I liked I, it. Kind I, I of I mean— from co- from a COVID perspective, I think it's a great – I think it's a pr- an approach that the USCCB should have thought of. You know, <laughs> the whole thing about putting it on top of your head, I just I- – I didn't like that. I That's right,
2: understand. because it's not our culture. Our culture, we wear something. We don't receive dirt in our head. You right. Know, f- from the Eastern Orthodox, yeah, From in Rome they do that. But for us, we want to put something on our forehead,
1: yeah. I mean I've just trained everybody that I that I know at work that doesn't know what ashes are. They now know if I come in with a cross it's not dirt. So if I sprinkle it on top of my head, they're gonna think, What's going <laughs> exactly. on with that?
3: <laughs> and you had enough in your hand to do about
1: a thousand people. <laughs> I did. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> so, so I did this and there was still like a mountain in my hand. So did you get better as the day went on? Did you get better at that? Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Was, oh. So if you didn't get Ashes, you can still get them. Do we have some here at Cardone? Or they, I'll have to try to remember to bring them. So we'll, we'll just remember that because I don't think everybody got them last week. So. Yeah. And people are still asking. So let's see.
3: But I will say at the end, as much as I love Lent, love Holy Week, c- come after the Mass on um, Easter, I'm like – it's, all, it's <laughs> over my, I mean my feet are killing me After four days on your feet Which, like What
1: did you give up for Lent
3: I gave up not fishing <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on He gave up beer I didn't give up anything
3: it's, so Are you doing anything different I pray as much as I always pray Which is a lot <laughs> That's it. Remember, Deacon Tim, it's not a requirement. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> There's no Catholic guild here. It's not a requirement. But
1: you fast a lot anyway. I it's- fast every day
3: for 22 hours a day, 24 hours a day. No, 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 22 hours a day. So your eating window is two hours? Two hours, five to seven. Except today. Wow. Except today, I ate some fish at the fish fry which was good fish. Uh that's 6 days a week. Tomorrow's my my your eat, eating day. Cheat day.
1: Hmm? I've 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 you know back when I lost a bunch of weight a couple of years ago, I I was fasting. I think it's called fasting your way to greater weight loss. And I had the same type of principle from s- my my eating window was a little bit bigger. Mine was eight hours. So from noon to eight, I could eat. And then after eight, I didn't eat again until noon the next day. I'm trying to pick that back up. It's a little bit harder for me for some reason. But uh, I'm doing a pretty good job at not eating breakfast in the morning and uh, not eating until lunchtime. So that works pretty good for me. I think it's good. For, I think it's healthy, to be mm-hmm. honest with you.
3: Another thing you just said about not eating from this time to this time, it reminded me of what we were talking about. You used to give up. You had to couldn't eat meat every Friday. There was also a time where you know right now we have an hour fast before receiving the <coughs> eucharist. On any any time you go to mass you can't eat an hour before receiving the eucharist. Used to be from midnight the day before. You couldn't eat anything That's from very, midnight till you receive the eucharist on Sunday. That's why you know, Six or eight o'clock mass was so crowded Because
1: <laughs> everybody was hungry And
3: 10.30 <laughs> mass wasn't crowded Because everybody was hungry Wanted to go ahead and go to mass so they could eat
2: You also have to fast an hour after Communion
3: See, I've, never, I've never heard that, fast never heard that. that. Yeah. Where,
2: Where'd you get that from? I don't know, some old nun
3: <laughs> Some old nun, told, old you nun <laughs> told, you told you When she was hitting you with a rule it,
2: it kind of developed, it's not in the ritual itself <laughs> But it kind of built into the people mindset is it fascinating
1: so fast an hour before you come to mass see we I lived out in the country so it took us like 40 30 30 or 40 minutes to get to the church so is it 30 is it an hour before mass starts or an hour before you take an, communion an hour before you receive, receive communion, communion yeah. so I think we were pretty good we couldn't leave our house get there because we had long homilies too and you know we were good golden. we couldn't screw up I could still eat before we left and I'd still be all right
3: yeah, And I've had asked, somebody ask me, does Father Lynn have to fast? No. And, well, you have to fast before the first Mass, but every Mass after that. You don't have
1: to. <laughs>
2: don't have too many Masses.
1: Hey, if you're listening, we'd like to know what you've given up for Lynn or what you're doing special for Lynn. So put that in the comments. Just We'll see if there's anything unique out there. Oh, and I forgot to tell everybody. Make sure you hit the Like button. Like, like, like. because The more likes you get, I found this out. This is, we talked about social media earlier. The more likes you get at the beginning of a broadcast, even if it's like mass on Sunday, if people are hitting that like button, then what Facebook will do is they'll actually put it out because they think there's a lot of there's something going on, something good going on. They'll put it out on some other pages and it'll get some traction out there. So hit the like button. Tell us. Tell what about us? this
2: thing you told me on Sunday? Oh, stars. The star. Yeah. You so know that star.
1: No. So if you look now on the bottom of a Facebook post, there's a little star down there. There's next to the comment bar, there's a little thing called stars and you can, can click on the stars and it will send money to us, to the parish. Uh, You have to buy the stars though. They're not free. You have to purchase the stars and then you can send those to content creators in this role. As we sit here in this room, we're considered a content creator. I don't know necessarily know if I'd say that we are content creators on Sunday we're just spreading the word but I guess in Facebook's definition we are so if you're interested in that uh, do it click click buy some stars and I think they're a dollar I don't know I just clicked on it one's 99
3: another one's dollar $1. 99 another one's 499 but you those are multiples right so anyway check it out if you're interested. Yeah, you it's get a, so many stars yeah
1: yeah it's a good way to show support not just us but You know, content creators, because let's face it, the entertainment world has changed dramatically in the last in the last year. So. Hey, nobody, nobody's given up anything for Lent. Look at that. And they're 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 with Dallas Kelly. (laughs) He didn't give up anything. I'm going to challenge you next year, Dallas. You got to give something up next year. okay? Another thing I used to think about a lot when I was a kid going to Catholic school was Stations of the Cross
2: Oh yeah, that's a must.
1: Yeah, and you know I remembered it. We had the uh, the longest church in the dio- our archdiocese of Louisville, Saint uh, Edward Church, and it was long. I mean, really long. No air conditioning, and the stations were all on the back wall, and, and we had a lot of incense. It was hot. Kids were dropping like flies, <laughs> man. Because we went, we went, we went to stations every Friday. During Lent, just was, was part of it. And it included benediction. And, you know, it was hot, a lot of incense, no air condition, Those things typically don't mix well. So it really kind of set in my mind forever.
2: I, I remember it's, it takes forever. No. It's long, <laughs> it's just nonstop.
1: It's very long. Yeah, well, we did that. We taped our sessions two weeks ago, I guess, on a Sunday. What was it, Steve? About 40 minutes? Yeah, so uh, I shared that back up on the home uh, homepage there at St. Francis and John on the Facebook page. So if you didn't see that yet or if you just want to kind of replay stations for your devotional through, through Lent, it's on the Facebook page, and we're going to share that post again every Friday. Or you can come in person, 5.30 on Friday,
3: and Tom Johnson is in charge of that.
1: He said – I think they he said there were five or six – just five or six yeah. people there today. Mm-hmm. So what – where, what came first, the rosary or the Stations of the Cross? Is that for a trick question?
3: Well, the rosary, if you—there's still some dispute whether—is it uh, St. Dominic uh, in 12-something? 12, 12 yeah,
2: Dominic is before Francis. Yeah. So Is rosary, that when the
3: Stations came, Francis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It,
2: it came for a long time, but it's not official in a way until the Franciscan in Holy Land tried to build up the uh, the— Villa uh, Della Rosa. You know, the,
1: the, Not the Camino, the, but the,
2: similar the, to the Camino, Yeah, the, the, road, the road to Calvary okay. um, in Jerusalem. It's, a, it's very beautiful. Uh, I was there a few years back. Uh, very fascinating. But they themselves brought, got Rome permission to build the station itself. And each station have a history behind that. Um, and it ended up becoming a fabric of our ritual.
1: Especially doing do you know i mean i think it's a good is that considered a devotional is that what you Yes would it is a devotion yes. i mean it's a good good devotional yeah and i was reading something the other
3: day on uh, the rosary i believe was was in effect already and then saint dominic seen a vision in mary yes, and he basically, basically pushed you know pushed the devotion more than it, but it was already going on for some time
1: Definitely pray the sorrowful mysteries in Lent on Fridays, right? Fridays, so Tuesdays and Fridays. Is that right? I got that.
3: Tuesdays and Fridays, but um, seemed like I read something a long time ago that they, uh, the sorrowful mysteries are every day of Lent. Oh. Have you read that some, anywhere? I don't know. I could have swore I read that somewhere. That uh, there, it's asked, And like I said, you can do the glorious mysteries every day. It's a private devotional. You know, it's another thing that there's no wrong way to do it. But uh, it's normally Tuesdays and.
1: Fridays. Yeah, I was uh, just thinking about that as, as, as uh, Grand Night, Knights of Columbus, which, you know, you two guys really need to be a member of the Knights of Columbus. Let no episode go by where we don't talk about you guys becoming a Knight of Columbus. Right, Father? There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, we start all of our meetings with, uh, with the rosary, and since our meetings are always on Wednesday, we always say the Glorious Mysteries. So I took the opportunity, since our last meeting was in Lent, to go ahead and uh, Use the Sorrowful Mysteries. So, but you're giving me permission. I can do whatever That's I want. right. You can okay. do whatever you want. It's the private lo- devotion. I can throw the luminous mysteries <laughs> in there. No,
2: Sometimes in in certain public um, devotional as a parish, if you decide something to something do something outside of being recommended, boy, people would chastise
3: yeah.
1: you. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like follow the rules, right?
3: Right. (laughs) Well, just like at any funeral when he has me do the rosary at a nursing home, he'll
1: always have me do the glorious, glorious, no matter what day it is. I mean, I think that fits the the scenario. And and the Stations of the Cross, I think, just kind of mirror that a little bit, the Sorrowful Mysteries, yeah. or I guess depending on the timing, one mirrors the other a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So any other history or – our thoughts on the stations of the cross. Do most church, most parishes do stations?
2: Yes, as my, at least in all my experience, but all churches have uh, the station itself.
1: But Is that if, a requirement?
2: Yes, it's okay. It's part of the uh, the the stones. The
1: the, uh, the the book. I got the book on my desk at home. I'm supposed to be writing my final paper on my master's degree on built on living, living stones. stones. Yeah, I, it's coming to me. So that's in there. It's
2: in there. Is required.
1: Did you know that? No, I did not.
2: Now, here, here's a trick question. Is Dallas know this. <laughs> the station of cross is positioned counterclockwise in the church. Do you know that? Every Back church? In, every church. It's, it's supposed to be counterclockwise.
3: It's supposed to be. Uh-huh. Is that interesting? Are you, are you asking me why it's supposed to no, be? No, just inform you. Uh. If you want to search for that, it be Well, if you're not asking me the why behind it, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're asking me the why, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> no, I did not know that. That's an interesting tidbit.
1: I, I wonder if that's even in, the, in any germ or anything. Now, there has to be a reason behind it, right? There
2: has to be a reason. I couldn't remember. It was mentioned when I studied liturgy. That was one of the interesting—it it ca- kind of stick in your head when it, it was—informed it you on that. Quite interesting.
1: Counterclockwise. I'm, I'm making tags. I'm. T- I'm Is here's one for you. Is every station of
3: the cross biblical? No, no, no. Right. <laughs> or like, like Veronica wipes his face. face. That's not in the scripture. Are
1: all decades of the rosary biblical?
3: Offhand, I'd, I'd have to say yes. You know, you're reflecting I, on I the life. I don't know it. the answer. I yeah. just you were you were asking questions. I'd have to, I'd to I'd run the
1: twenty things in the four mysteries but I'd say yes. Yeah, I would probably say yes. I know when we do uh the way the knights do the 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 rosary, we use a, there's a little scripture verse that we say on each one and we talk about what the fruit of the mystery is. And there's there is a biblical quote for each uh decade for sure. So
3: Well, I mean, you got things like Mary's assumption now. It doesn't say we, we Mary's use assumption. The, I think we you, use the book of Revelation yeah, for Yeah, stuff like that, yeah, where it hints of her assumption.
1: This is where we'd get into an argument with our Protestant friends, right? right? <laughs> it's all, that's what the Bible says, but that's not what it says, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, Like tr-
3: the Trinity is in the, the concepts in Scripture, but nowhere you'll see Trinity
1: in the Bible. But all Protestant religions, well, to be a Christian, you have to accept the Trinity. Right. So. We, we would say that, yes. The last thing we kind of talked about this on my list, list anyway is uh, fasting and abstinence. You know, when are we required by law to fast and abstain? When? Yes. Is that me? Or hey,
3: hey, you. Either one of you. By law. By law, you you fast twice a year on Ash Wednesday
1: and Good Friday. Good Friday. Good Friday. And you abstained Abstained
3: on Ash Wednesday and all Fridays of Lent.
1: And have you all noticed that every fast food restaurant has on their billboard right now that fish is back? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Coincidence or marketing? Arby's fish is back. Wendy's got good fish. Burger King's got big fish. You know
2: know Long John Silver is out?
1: Yeah, it's closed. (laughs) Closed up. And what about the
3: ages of?
1: Uh, a right, good question. When do you have to fast some staying? What's the ages? Fourteen
3: to 59. fifty-nine, and meat is for any age. Any age, all the way till you die. No meat, no matter what. No matter what.
1: What if you're in a nursing home? That's yeah. There's
3: and there's there's rules uh, to counter that. You know, medical needs and. Uh, you know, well, just like with meat, some like uh, some people, their doctor. You have to eat a lot of iron. They're low on iron. You might have to eat meat. I mean, there's no,
1: uh, yeah, fast. I mean, I'm pretty sure my is. my mom's nursing home. They're eating meat.
3: You know, a fast day. <laughs> I'm just saying, they're f- gonna bring a, her meals, a fast day. You got to take. <laughs> you're
1: laughing because you know that's how it is.
3: <laughs> you might have to take medicine three times a day on a fast day with food, so right. you have to eat food. So you, you know, there's uh, there's something for.
1: Uh, anybody with medical needs so but you know let's kind of wrap this up just lent what what if if you somebody asked you hey man what's the purpose of Lent what would you say
3: I preach on on uh, Ash Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> my the purpose of Lent I always bring up you're you're walking with Christ for the forty days of the he's in the desert you're 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 trying to unite yourself with him as he is fasting also, and you're trying to unite with his sufferings that he was going through. And it and it's uh, it's a cleansing for us. It uh, uh, it helps us overcome desires and things that uh, if you can overcome you know if you can't overcome something as simple as Lent, then you're not going to be able to overcome other things that go into life, and it prepares you for all that
1: the head of that? Go ahead.
2: Yeah, the woodland itself is a spring. You know, oftentimes we see the woodland, something dark, but in the Greek or Latin, it means the new spring. And what give us the true spring is the Easter joy, and we prepare for that newness. So farmer, till the dirt, you know, seed it, prepare for that. Uh, spring training, baseball, go out, fine-tune, they swing. You know, there's... I am I'm I'm, I'm beginning to interesting, you know, during this time. Um I was um what's it called was that last is that what day we have nice weather. It was so like sixty-five.
1: Uh that Tuesday or Wednesday.
2: Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, right? Wednesday. And I went out, walked nine holes, and I couldn't swing the club. So past few days that's all I did. Came back to try to stretch like golfer. Uh, so there's a lot in our spiritual too, right? We have to begin to stretch, you know, our hunger for Christ to stretch our faith to stretch. That's why we read more spiritually, right? Just like you want to read something, yeah. we try to pray a little deeper. We do rosary, we do station of the cross, try to walk to remember the thing that Jesus have done. So to renew ourselves in that, so it, it it's it's renewing, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and the only thing, I mean, it's a journey, right? It's mm-hmm. oh, yeah. a journey, and it's it's really about who you are and who you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how you want to transform yourself, change yourself. Who's preaching this weekend? Is it Skip this weekend? Mm-hmm. What's, what's the gospel this weekend? Nobody uh, in here is preaching, so we probably haven't read it yet.
2: Gospel this weekend <sighs> is Transfiguration.
1: Yes. Uh, transfiguration. That was also this week, or... Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the uh, the Latin Gospels that I've been reading. There was, there's a little place at the end of that. I don't know if you oh. have you looked at that book. You get to. I'm writing every day. Write on I'm it. writing. That's good. That's writing good. something down. Even even if I struggle with it, you know, I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. You know, I'm still writing something. Just write down, it down. Right? And, yeah.
2: And, and you go back a few days later. What the hell did I? Should write?
1: <laughs> what does that mean? So. Hey Lent twenty twenty one. Let's let's hope that coming out of Lent this year, it's a whole lot different than coming out of Lent last year. Because uh-huh. Lent last year we were going into a deep dark hole. Let's let's face it. Uh, COVID, COVID needs to go away. We got a question there, Dallas.
3: Asking for a friend. Oh, what I love if, that. <laughs> what, what if one ate a sausage biscuit today accidentally? And I always remind my kids when they and they ask me the same thing sometimes, you can never do anything wrong accidentally. So if it was one hundred percent total forgetness, you know, go start from the beginning, you know, like we talked about a
1: while ago. And you almost accidentally ate a pound almost a pound of bacon. bacon.
2: <laughs> you know, but sometimes it's good since you already have it, you already bought already, eat it, right? And then yeah. do something yes. geared toward, yeah,
3: man, right. Because I, I almost debated it. eat it because I've made it. Don't throw. It, well, I just save it for tomorrow. But if it, you can save if it, if you go can for save it, it yeah. not. But if you've already made it, ain't no sense of throwing perfectly oh, good pay food. On it, you know. And so, no, to answer your question, Mr. Barry, he did nothing wrong. <laughs> no, Mr. Barry,
1: <laughs> was it Mr. Barry or was it one of Mr. Barry's kids? It was Jason Barry. <laughs> Well, <laughs> <the> confessions are <laughs> no. There is no fault. He did nothing wrong.
2: Well, for, for your penance, Mister Barry, you need to do something good, extra good tomorrow, or somebody else,
1: or Sunday. He can hold the umbrellas during the thunderstorms. <laughs> <laughs> <On Sunday>. My
3: <laughs> my son last my son last week was coming home on a Friday. Stopped and got him two hot dogs. He comes in. He said, "I ate a hot dog. One of them." Oh, today's Friday. <laughs> Brought the other one home. Put it in the refrigerator.
1: Too funny. Too funny. Lent <laughs> 2021. Hey, saint of the day. Uh, here's the name. You ready for this? Saint. I'm gonna get this wrong. Saint Maria Bert- Bertilla Boscardin. Bus- Bertilla uh, Boscardin. Let's see what that sounds like. Pronounce the correct way.
4: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 26th. Today we celebrate St. Maria Bertilla Boscardine. If anyone knew rejection, ridicule, and disappointment, it was today's saint. But such trials only brought Maria Bertilla closer to God and more determined to serve Him. Born in Italy in 1888, the young girl lived in fear of her father, a violent man prone to jealousy and drunkenness. Her schooling was limited so that she could spend more time helping at home and working in the fields. In 1904, Maria joined the Sisters of St. Dorothy and was assigned to work in the kitchen, bakery, and laundry. Eventually, she received nurses' training and began working in a hospital with children suffering from diphtheria. There, the young nun seemed to find her true vocation, nursing very ill and disturbed children. Later, when the hospital was taken over by the military in World War I, Sister Maria Bertilla fearlessly cared for patients amidst the threat of constant air raids and bombings. She died in 1922 after suffering for many years from a painful tumor. Some of the patients she had nursed many years before were present at her canonization in 1961. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website saint of the day.org. from Franciscan media this has been saint of the day
1: that was another fast track saint it sounded like anytime somebody who, that you minister to goes to your canonization <laughs> that's fast right that happens a lot I think this nowadays doesn't it
2: yeah it seemed to me it uh St. John Paul II there is a, an interesting culture in a Catholic try to acknowledge a lot more saints. I think we need more example of sainthood in the church. Um, that right now, everybody kind of look at um, John Henry Newman right now of his influential, his writing and everything impact and what would his canonization mean we'll, we'll, we'll soon to see, you know, to see that.
1: Mother Teresa, another Roger good example. Last
2: example, yeah.
1: And then the young, the young kid. What was his name? God,
2: what is his name? Uh,
1: you know, what I'm talking about. They wanted to know his body was corrupt and it, yeah, not in, not corrupt, incorrupt, in in incorruptible. It, it, yeah, it, it was corrupt. It wasn't incorrupt. I watched that on a YouTube. Video. <laughs> you know what you want to talk about? No, which I don't know. Our prisoner. What's his name? G- the g- 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 Ray. Ray. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. Ray's channel. He did a did a show on that. Mm-hmm. So. So, if you're interested in that, I can't think of what the guy's name is. You're talking about Ray? No, the saint. Oh, the saint. saint the young kid. Uh, so, it's a 14 years old, right? Yeah. And then you got uh, the canonization calls that some of us feel is lost. The modern day, well, Bishop Barron is the modern day. Who am I talking about? Fulton Sheen.
2: Sheen. <laughs> is that Carlos? Acutis. Yeah, that's it. Akuti, yeah.
1: yeah. So Fulton Sheen would be another one, right? Yep. A lot of people he ministered to still alive. So hey, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Support our ministry, SSFJ.org SSFJ.org. You know, we were just talking before the show went on that uh this online ministry is 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 complicated. And it's important. And even coming out of COVID, you know, we still want to do things a little bit different. Uh, still want to broadcast liturgy on a regular basis, right, Father? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And so, you know, we need uh, we need your help. So, if you like what you hear, you like what you see, ssfj.org, or you can follow the the link that's on the on the page right there, ssfrancisjohn Je- dot org. It'll take you there too. Click on our homepage. Click on giving, online giving, support our ministry.
2: Yeah, I want to throw a pitch out there, too. You know, uh, as Deacon Tim been trying to push this online ministry and and social media, I I definitely consider that to support within our parish. If young people out there, you're so expert in this field, uh, those who do do a lot of work on social media, you know, we would love to have you part of it, either email, definitely email Deacon Tim, um, and then we can form some type of committee, I think, yeah, be great. to address these issues, I, I think it's very important for the good of ministry. So I really throw a push out there, young people, especially, uh, as far as those really highly involved and knowledge of social media, please contact Deacon Tim, and uh, we want to push this move. Head ourselves the next phase as we end COVID and move forward with this ministry.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically the only channel we're really using is Facebook. We use YouTube a little bit for our CMH, right? Or C-I-M-H Christ in my home uh, But that goes out over Facebook as well uh, You know there's a lot of other stuff out there Instagram, yeah. Twitter New stuff out there Clubhouse uh, Just all kinds of stuff out there And if, you, if you're if you familiar with it We'd like to have you as part of it It's a good way for you to get back to your church right. And good way Remember we're not trying necessarily to evangelize you We're trying to evangelize The people we don't know we're trying to evangelize <laughs> So so support the ministry Give us a give us a thing. Hey, next next show is Friday, March twelfth. That'll be the third Sunday, third week of Lent. So we're getting kind of halfway point there. Our guest will be Mr. Brent Mayer, the new interim principal. What's his official title?
2: President Interim Principal. I know I a, AKA Mr. Pip. Peep. Pip.
1: Pip. Pip. Mr. Pip. pip. He's a pip. Pimble. Principal, interim principal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll learn a whole lot about that. I'm sure we'll learn about a little bit about who Brent is. You know, maybe hear a little bit about his faith story. Uh, obviously, there's a lot going on. If you haven't uh, if you haven't seen the messages and the notes from Father about the church and the school and what's going on at Cardone, go to the website. Click on those things. Uh, obviously, there's a lot going on. We hope to use this medium to to talk a lot about those things, and this is kind of the first step with Brent, uh, just to talk about uh, Dan Mardell's retiring, right? And Brent's taking over, so we'll see how that goes. And if you got questions for Brent, if you're a school family or whatever, then join us, yeah. ask uh, questions directly. So, anybody got any other thoughts? Who who wants to give the blessing tonight? I didn't put it Dallas. Dallas. Oh, it does say Dallas, but it, does it say Dallas? It does say Dallas. Uh, okay. So, May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with
3: everyone. And with your spirit. And we ask Jesus, we ask you to be with us during this Lent. Give us the grace to follow you with the whole hardness of our bodies and souls, so we can one day spend eternity with you in heaven. And we ask the Trinity, and we ask God, the one God, bless Father, Son, Holy
1: Spirit, Amen. 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 Okay, I'm not yeah. even going to respond to that Okay, I did that on purpose <laughs> no, we, we, And I did
3: watch the Mass I, watch. I watched the Mass George, you, George you, said, you said one God Okay Yeah. Anybody well, want to explain that real fast? Go ahead
1: saying? Who wants to You want to take it? You want to bring it? <laughs> it
3: up In the Mass from now on It started on Ash Wednesday And you'll know, please have to give us time Because we Father has been saying it for years He will no longer say, um, help me out here, Uh, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one one God God forever and ever. It is the unity of the Holy Spirit, God God forever and ever. The one is obsolete. It was mistranslation.
2: Mistranslation.
3: From the beginning, it was not supposed to have the word one. We blame it on the Latin. Always,
1: (laughs) always, always blame it on the Latin.
3: (laughs) So it's going to take a while when you're in a habit of years of saying that word. Oh boy. <laughs> but that's just in the liturgy.
2: Okay. Right. You, but the alpha has not changed it yet, right? Right. That's interesting.
1: I'm confused. Hey, but that's the story of my life. Until next time, two weeks from tonight, and another fish fry. Hey, come out next week for the fish fry. Come out the, two weeks from now for the fish fry. Come early. Pick up your food. Order early. Pick up early. I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Deacon Dallas Kelly. I'm following Wynn. Good night, everybody. Good night. Happy Lent.
0: Did you ever stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest. I don't know. you notice me let me be real here when i see you my heart starts racing but i don't know if i like this chasing and playing and waiting around it's a shame that my hands start shaking